genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today, as always, with your usual gang of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ White. Hey. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you. I'll also give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you may or may not have read. Our top stories today are Empire Number no. 4 by Al Ewing and Dan Slott with art by Valerio Sheedy and Finger Guns Number no. 4 by Justin Richards and Val Halverson. Love those guys. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Follow dudes. And if you didn't, uh, if you hadn't already, go listen to the interview with them. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. I was very happy they were able to sit down with us. They, they were great to talk to. I'm just happy that we finally get to really talk about this issue. I know. I know right? we, 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 so long ago, we read we, it. We, like, skirted around the details. It was like, that last page, yeah. huh? And, like, tried yeah. not to spoil the Now we could really talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And they were very helpful with that. They, they, they were like, do, it, do you guys want to just spoil it? Or should we? I'm like, eh, let's skirt around it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to encourage people to buy it. We don't want to spoil yeah. it beforehand. It was a tease. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to spoil it now. And, sure uh, are. While we're talking about interviews, y'all should keep an eye out. This Saturday, we're dropping the Box Brown interview. So Yeah, yeah that was listen. a good one, too. That, yeah, that was great. So go give that a listen. And we already spoiled Child Star in previous episodes, so feel free to listen to it uh, as long as you've read all of those. Yeah. <laughs> in our defense, it had already come out. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it had come out. Yeah, This was a post-Child Star release. <laughs> So how y'all doing? You know, living in living the dream. Yeah, it's good to Which see is, y'all. I uh, yeah. I missed out on Wednesday. I got a free day Stupid off in the hurricane. middle of the week because there was a hurricane. And like not on Wednesday, it was a hurricane on Tuesday, and therefore all the trains stopped running. So yeah. uh, it was just that big a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, sure nice rain. to see you. Sure yeah, I, uh, I had had water in my basement. It was a whole, whole oh, ordeal. God. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. I, I got pretty lucky. I keep my fingers crossed every time. Our power's been going a lot, a lot more, but luckily no no water so far here. So that's well, yeah, because your basement's finished. That would be extra bad. But even when it's finished, oh, but yes, correct. Yeah, <laughs> I think just we're at the top of the hill in our neighborhood. Uh, so like, I think we all, a lot of the water just kind of runs down. Um, so we kind of get lucky in that in that way. I just found out the hard way that my uh, my gutters were all clogged up. So, you usually do. The, <laughs> the rain. Yeah, you never find out the good way with that. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't draining; it was just flowing down the side of my house and then into the basement. So, and that's when you learn I'm going to clean my gutters more often, but still not do it. Well, no that that's when you end up on a ladder in hurricane winds, trying to rip Unclog stuff your out gutter. of your gutters, trying to evacuate the squirrel yeah, family that's that rough. was in there. Going, I'm touching so much aluminum right now. If there's a bolt of lightning, oh, I'm just going to be geez. a skeleton with a beard. That's or the all flash. that's going to be left. Or the flesh. It's just going to be a pile of ashes with my glasses in it. My my friend got hit with lightning in the leg, and he was like, "When when's the super speed going to happen?" <laughs> 
That's after his. But I was like, therapy. what if it's just one leg that is superpowered? <laughs> just oh, one, no. one then leg it just is rips off your body. <laughs> or or you just go in circles really fast. I was gonna say, yeah, you'll just go in circles. That's like <laughs> you like, could be a death metal drummer at that point. Ooh. That's True. why having the ability to fly, like if you just get the base ability to fly, is dumb because you have to like be able to sustain yourself flying you get ripped to shreds <laughs> <laughs> or just like get I, really good abs well that's yeah. like Superpowers iron man that, don't work in I, a bubble. We're, we're gonna talk about it later but i love that um black cat they mentioned that like iron man is subjected to g-force because i've always wondered that in the movies like he would be dead dude that's a car crash every time you stop <laughs> yeah, his, his brains would be in his shoes yeah <laughs> well, we, we can talk about it more later yes yeah, exactly sure. yeah that's a that's a team i have i have a I have a couple of corrections to make from last week. Yes, so I, I watched uh, Superman 1 and 2 back oh, to back right. uh, <laughs> over no. this last week because I kept falling asleep in the first five minutes of Superman 1 and going, I didn't think Zod was in Superman 1. I'm so confused. Yeah, and so, he's not. I was right. <laughs> he is. No, he's in the first five minutes. In the first, the first yeah, five no. minutes of the first movie is Jor-El doing the whole Zod trial. And then immediately going into the whole oh krypton's going to explode bit and then we never see zod again which is such a weird thing to do and then superman 2 the first 10 minutes of superman 2 is a full recap from credits to credits of superman 1 like they pretty much play the movie for you and fast forward while playing the uh the well, they, didn't, they didn't theme? have home movies nearly as accessible back then. So, like, it'd been a couple years since we saw Superman 1. They gotta remember, they gotta remind you. Yeah. So, but we get a whole recap of the first movie, and then the movie starts with, again... The same thing. The Zod trial. That's so weird. So I'm like, what? Why? Why was it even in the first one? Yeah, that's doesn't make any fucking sense. That's the stupidest thing. You know what world. it probably was? It was probably the director and the writer being like, we're gonna do Zod in the second movie, so like let's let's uh, tease it. Like let's have a little yeah. teaser section where, and then and then the executive producers and like the money people behind making the movie said like, no, 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 you gotta have a whole recap. Uh, no one's gonna remember that movie. You gotta do it again, and you have to have a recap. Like, uh, and like the director's I, probably just like, fine, I like fuck. Man. I feel like if they made that move, the same things now, like that Zod trial would have just been like an after credits thing instead of the exactly. beginning of the other movie. Right. Like that's so silly that they put Proto it at the beginning. after credits. Yeah, if they put it afterwards. So yeah, if you put it afterwards, it's like, oh, okay, this is like a flashback. Maybe it's a teaser or some shit. But like the beginning, it's like, oh, sick, we're gonna learn about this Zod dude, and he's just gone. Like the whole movie, I'd be like, where the fuck. Where the fuck is Zod? Like, I would be so confused. Why did they show me that? <laughs> yeah. But what's what's great about the writing in those films is, like, it's almost like the, the writers purposefully painted themselves into a corner because they knew that this movie's about Superman and Superman can get out of anything you put him in. So, so they just let's made really dig happen? him into the worst possible situation and then, like, we'll just Superman our way out of here. That's, that's fair. That's a good writing strategy. Oh, fuck. What do I do? To, just Superman out of there, man. Just done. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I still... They, they make some really dumb writing decisions that they're just like, but then he's Superman, so it's fine. I so still fine. love the whole like ducking when the gun comes at him, but he just dodged bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. Oh, oh shit. I love the fourth one because it was written by Christopher Reeves and it's literally just like like about the climate crisis. Like Is that the 50 one where years he... before anyone cared? Is that the one but where it, he makes the Earth spin the other way? No, that's the first one. No, that's the first one. No, but the, Dude, it's about all about like nuclear pro- proliferation and like saving the environment, and like it has nothing to do with any. There's no supervillains. Like everyone fucking hated it because they wanted a Superman movie and they got a lecture. But it just wasn't. But like yeah. it was but a lecture there, there about was, like there was shit a supervillain in the 
in the fourth one, wasn't there? There was like a radioactive man that he has to fight. Oh, that's it. You're right. Yeah, but it's he's like caused by nuclear. Like yeah, he just yeah. wrote a Captain Planet movie instead exactly. of exactly. They wrote movie. a Captain Planet movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, anyway, Colin. Well, no. What was your other correction, though, Adam? Was it? Was there another correction? Yes. What you was the other were... correction? The writer of Bleed Them Dry. You mispronounced his name. No, that was me. That was you. We, Just kidding. We mispronounced. That was my pick. We 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 as we collectively it. mispronounced. I thought Adam was going to do it because he brought up. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Would you like uh, to correct us, Casey? That one. Uh, yeah. So Bleed Them Dry number two was written by Elliot Rahal instead of Rahal. So apologies to that Good. one. We found out that that is a personal pet. We're so team. sorry. <laughs> of Elliot Rahal. Uh, I was about to say, I was like, I feel like we accidentally mispronounce people's names all the time. It's yeah, we do. Bad. But we do, but we never find out exactly what we're saying wrong or that it pisses off that person. So when we find out that it, when we find out that we are wrong, we will make the corrections. And when we find out that we are wrong and we've made you mad, we are very, very sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, we're sorry. We're bad at this. I, I am sorry. I'm sorry for everything, there. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did Bleed Them Dry come out this week? No, good. No, it didn't. Oh, We're, good. We're safe for a couple more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, comic books. Who wants to go first this week? Anyone who's got some? I thought this was a phenomenal week of comics. This week was personally. stupid good. Was Everything was I read, good. I liked. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just so to... glad that things are back fairly normal on schedule for yeah bo- for both companies. Yeah, it's so nice. It feels like we're getting the. F- you get a lot more. We're choices. getting all our books coming out again. Yeah. yeah at the same time, instead of just. It's a boom week and it's a Marvel week. Yeah, I'm certainly <laughs> spending a lot more money. I mean, <laughs> and we do love that too. <laughs> yeah. That's just Casey being good at her job. Yeah, exactly. Casey's just with her money vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> In Adam's yeah, I feel pocket. like the whole reason we covered Pulp last week was, was Casey was like, I bet you I could sell a ton of uh, copies of Pulp. Yeah, also we sold out. We sold on the first one. I could make at least three, three people buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I was buying it no matter fuck. It didn't Jokes matter. On you, I, made, Phillips. I made like 40 people buy it. Yeah, that book was great. <laughs> it was um, a good book, though. I yeah, mean, I'm not that was gonna... great. It's an easy yeah. sell when it's that creative team. You just say yeah, that, and they're like, okay, and they're like, no questions asked. And then they immediately announced a new graphic novel yes, they did. the I'm... day later. Can't wait. Yep. Don't I think it's going to be a graphic novel series. I think they're going to do multiple of that. Which is kind of how they did. Doesn't matter. Sean already has it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already buying it. Doesn't matter. I'm sold. Yeah. It's going to be my pick, and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be great, and I love it. <laughs> anyway, I'll kick us off. Yeah, what you got? Um, we got one of our favorite book show favorites back this week, Coffin Bound, number five. This we is talked about this time. on our first I- episode, didn't we? Yeah, really? Oh, really? this is one of the first books we talked about, which was one of the very first. Actually, shit, it's been a year since we started doing this. Yeah, right, up, just about. Yay! We like did almost it. right on that money. We so, did. So it. uh, it's been a, a year, and we've gotten how many issues of Coffin Bound? Five. <laughs> well, they hit the, they hit the natural break, and I think the the COVID stuff kind of hit. Like, because I feel like this would have came out a lot sooner, um, yeah, if not probably. for that. Um, yeah. but it's Dan oh, yeah, Waters and Danny, which is great love yeah. the one word artist so, so good. i one this book artist. was already confusing beforehand um but i tried reading this and i thought i was taking crazy pills it's a new it's, the, it's a new main character right it's the sister of the prophet okay that was i couldn't that's, remember anyone's that's who name it is. and that's why yeah. okay 
guy. So from the you just described how I felt in the first five issues. <laughs> Dude, this book is great. I just want to like it's gorgeous. Let's just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Easy. Uh very gritty art. I really like it. I don't know what it reminds me of, but I feel like it reminds me of a lot of different things. Um because like the character design is super like like Earth Eaters again. He's back, which is great. I like how um, like Earth Eater was just kind of like not eating, feeling it. Eating lunch. He was well, he didn't have a contract. Well, he's like he's like a for anyone who doesn't remember, um, he's like a assassin for hire. Um, but he didn't have a job till next week, so he was just at home eating eating yeah. lunch. Yeah, he's like it, it does like the really this, yeah. like epic like Earth Eater, and like he will yeah. like just drink the blood of his enemies. But then it's like Earth Eater doesn't have a job due till uh, and he's just chilling. To start until next week and is enjoying some well earned downtime. He's just eating yeah. with him. <laughs> he's eating a hamburger with a, a fork and a knife, it which just- I also love. <laughs> Yeah, he's so proper. Which, I mean, he is a monster, so... There you go. <laughs> exactly. It's not pizza, but you know what? It's still pretty bad. Um, it's somehow worse, honestly. I, I saw someone eat a hoagie like that one time. F- oh. Fuck off. Yeah. I know, that was my response. I was like, I've lost... It was at work, too. I'm like, I don't ever want to work with I this guy. I will never respect you. I would have needed to ask if there was a medical reason why they needed to do that. <laughs> because otherwise, I just want to take that sandwich from you. You're doing it wrong. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> But uh, the, the we're talking art, about sandwiches again. The art in this reminds me a little bit of um, that Daredevil series, Man Without Fear. Was that was that John Romita or was that Frank Miller or was it both? Great question. I mm. should know the answer to that because Daredevil's one of my favorites, and I don't I feel like it was both. No. I feel like hold on. I have that book in an arm's reach. I think uh, Man Without Fear. You said yeah. yeah it was John Romita. John Romita. He but did, I, I think it was written by Frank Miller. It was, it? yeah. It was written yeah. by Miller, artist art by John Romita Jr. So I, I get a good I get a a, a, a John oh, yeah. Romita Frank Miller vibe from this, which I get for a lot of people isn't really a selling point, but for me it is, and that's a compliment. I, I mean, like honestly, that's not a selling point for me. I don't think that my opinion on either of those people is very um shy. But I do like this book though. So that that makes me think, Yeah. I don't think mm. the writing's like that. I think the art style is definitely in that those two's wheelhouse for sure. It, it's the I think the inks the aesthetic. remind me of, yeah. of that. So this one kind of like as Casey said, this book is there's a lot, but it kind of brings it's kind of bring up the universe. It's the same universe as the first four, obviously, but it's a different character, a sister of someone that we've met and got their eyes steal stolen like multiple times. And got their eyes now. stealed. Um, <laughs> we're kind of following her. The interesting thing with this was like she's kind of. It starts Rob off with like, her in a church and she's like, they're talking about God and finding God and then these cops barge in and are beating them. It's like, God is going to get out of this city. Like, no, no one wants God here. God, we find out, is drugs. <laughs> Just, well, they, they claim that they're talking, they're commuting with God through heroin. Yeah. So, so like, they, they, they don't think yeah. that heroin is God, but heroin is, is completely... They, they call it, like, oh, you got any more God? Like, they, that's kind of... <laughs> yeah, because it, it's the whole idea behind it, yeah. Yeah. Y'all got um, any more of that God? <laughs> and then through... To try to stop this, the, the character gets the idea to meet up with the... Um, what was it? Shoot, the the vulture from the first one. That's like the the omen of death. Oh yeah, because he's like a thing that can, that cannot exist yet he does. So he's proof so, that God exists. Right. So they're trying to f- track it down to try to do this. And yeah, this book's wild. Um, <laughs> so her idea is to go to the Earth Eater to kind because of, like he's always killing people. So the vulture's got to be close, and that's when we run him in. Just eat lunch. He's like, nah, like I'm out. 
I, I, I got a week off. Just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the, the main character, I think, uh, Takwa, I think is her name. Um, she gets the idea to like get the vulture to come to her. She puts a hit out on herself. Like in the saying, there's a bouncy. So she gets all of basically, so she can get all of the assassins in the area to come and try to kill her. So the vulture will show up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's one way to do it. That's and she has like, a, I can't move. tell if it's like a it's... friend or a girlfriend that's in. And she's like, that was fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do not, that? Not your smartest hour. <laughs> <laughs> but this is such a fun book. I don't base no idea what's going to happen. And I'm really excited about it because they just have these weird mythological ideas and creatures that just do stuff and it's awesome and like i'm I'm all in it's fun yeah it's wild uh yeah also i like a lot that the uh the heroin priest is just rasputin oh yeah 100%. like they just yep. they just drew him to be rasputin which it yep. makes sense it's on brand uh he was on a lot heroin of drugs priest. <laughs> i want those business cards <laughs> heroin pri- that's my new uh that's my new metal band <laughs> <laughs> I used to have this idea of getting a bunch of business cards printed with just impossible jobs on them, like just like a whole time bo- machine repairman or monster <gasps> dentist or <laughs> monster <laughs> dentist. I like, that. like I don't know, like something with ghosts, like you just a, like become a like a trading card lawyer, <laughs> ghost repairman, space lawyer, space lawyer. I was about to say, yeah. damn it, <laughs> ghost repairman. Is that what you said, RJ? <laughs> That's awesome. But no, uh, yeah, this book's back. Um, hopefully, you know, we enjoyed this arc as much as I just wanted to, if you haven't read it, it's probably in trade at this point, like to check it out. This, this book's really good. I'm a big fan. Yeah. The first, the first volume's in trade. It's available. Oh yeah. Perfect. Get it. Yeah. It's four issue, four or five issues, but it felt it, in a good way. It feels like a lot more than that. Cause I feel like every issue was like jam packed with just like, what was that? <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Yeah, so uh, definitely get your bang for your buck on that. Um, well, while we're on the subject of um, batshit, insane, spooky-ass books, um, Ice oh Cream Man 20. Uh, oh my god, dude. This book oh, ruined book, my childhood man. this week. Yeah, and, and you it. actually mean ruined your childhood. Like, you texted the group chat that, and it's like, it's not like, oh, it ruined my childhood in the sense that you don't like a Star War. It's, I ruined my childhood <laughs> as in I can never look at these books yeah. again. <laughs> it took things that are foundational for my my formative youth and just turned them into fucking heart-wrenching, depressing just stories. nightmare fuel, just as, you know. <laughs> I, I also love brutal. that it is, it is Ice Cream Man for Kids. Like, that's the subheadline. That's, like, dude. the title of the issue. It's not um, yeah. kids. Yeah, it's uh, spoiler. It's by W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo. Uh, there's there's a goblin with his dick out in this. It's not. <laughs> yeah, don't don't read this to your I children. Mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, story so time it, got a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up and it's a uh, it's Ice Cream Man reading to his quote unquote children. It's like a boy and a girl in Ice oh Cream Man suits, by the way, and they're just kind of Horrifying. creepy, weird zombie kids. Commitment. Yeah. And uh, he he's reading the bedtime stories, and it's just sick and twisted versions of actual bedtime books, like a children's yeah, book. Good night, you. I definitely had this book as a kid. Good night, moon. Yeah, good it's a good yeah, night, you. It's a parody yeah. of Good Night Moon, and it's like, yeah. Oh my god! Like in a small padded it's, room, there was. I kind of just like want to read it, like read the like children. I think it'll take I, we, too long. We don't. It, we don't have to recap. They're them, so but, like, good, though. Like it's a twisted version of. Good that's night why you gotta moon. buy them. In that, like, there's a, a girl in bed and doing the whole good night, this or that, right. and none of those things exist, and she's just insane. Yes, and all That's... the things are 
terrifying. It's like yeah, the girl hitting yeah, up the spoon and the three cuddly bears sitting in chairs and they're all like 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 vomiting just and, and drugs foaming. And crazy. And... It's just oh, it's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, the the bunnies that are like have their heads cut off with a hatchet and it's just like oh no yeah. <laughs> no thank you. And uh, yeah, and then like the next story is uh, the Giving Tree and like. The, oh my god this the, one this one hurt me this, this one, one me too. Yeah, it's, it's just a tree who loved a boy who grew up to be a man who just had no feelings and he just and yeah he was a sociopath fire. who lit the tree who just lit fires for no reason and one day he lit the, the tree on fire and no one cared and then they put a a, a big box store where the tree used to be and no one cared the last the line of this is the one that got me. I was like, listen close and you can hear another one being chopped down, screaming, but I loved you. I loved you. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Why are you doing this to Why? me? Um, and then the last and one, the it's, last like, it's one. like the whole time the kids are like kind of waking up that like, ah, uh, these stories aren't right. This is wrong. Something's wrong. And like the mom is in the kitchen, like cutting up like, like carrots Smacks. with her own blood yeah. and like pulling rotten realize, food yeah. out of the, the fridge and like she's clearly lost it too and um, her husband's like dead well you kind of the ice cream man has come in killed the husband and is now like they're almost like under a spell and the mom's like can't, yeah is just they're, doing they're all and being like as, hypnotized by him and as soon as because as soon as he leaves one of the kids grabs the next book is like these aren't kids books i'm gonna read one yeah, like what is and wrong then, with like something's wrong here and he's like don't do dude, it don't read it and then it's this uh one is great it's weed laced ham, with coke but- by so dr sweet good. it's just it's just um green eggs and ham but so an all-timer and, the, <laughs> and don't get me uh, well i gotta say like the art for all these books couldn't be more perfect oh they nailed like, they yeah. nailed the original so, art so style good. so well yeah. so good weed lace with coke i laughed through that whole thing this was amazing so funny is it funny or is it horrifying then it's it's also it's the sam i am is the goblin from the alzheimer's issue Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking insane. But yeah, just like the, the the thought of of trying to convince kids to smoke weed laced with coke, and then just <laughs> like Green Eggs and Ham, Grandma Loke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the refrain. <laughs> at, at the end, he finally just like Green Eggs and Ham tries it and finds out he loves it, and then Ice Cream Man walks in and he's like, you know, he did that till he died. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. It's like and he and he smoked it his whole life. Dude, oh my it, god. Yeah, then, dude, this book, this book is so, so That's, good. The other, the other beauty about this book is like I, I'm constantly trying to sell it to people because like you can just pick up any issue and read it; it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. if you've been reading all 20 issues, you will notice yep. shit like that where it's like, yep, that's the that's the Alzheimer's monster, like for sure. Yeah. There's um, like that continuity of the ice cream man that exists yeah. in the because he's just a fucking demon he's just a demon yeah for sure like he's just a demon like he's the worst (laughs) yeah and like in at one point the very end like the last panel his face turns into like a crazy monster thing and like that's happened before too and like it says don't let the bed bugs bite i'm like fuck you man (laughs) (laughs) yeah because like the bugs there's always a refrain that's always a big thing for him like yeah like he's uh he's dan Aykroyd in in the twilight zone movie oh my god yeah, he is. Wow. That you guys want to see something really scary? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, the, I, man, the things that are coming out of this book with was this W. Maxwell Prince, right? Gonna, yeah. Dude, Martin like, Marazzo and W. Maxwell Prince. The they, art is phenomenal, this is, but like, dude. 
This is the most How, underrated so book on the shelf. Like, if I do anything so about good. my job, that is good. It is making people read this friggin' book. Like, I, well, you did a good job this week because you sold out at the store and I had to get this. No, you know why? Because all right, so number cover, one, right? number one, shout out to um, Martin Morazzo because. Number 20, the variant cover was supposed to be uh, drawn by Cameron Stewart. And the second that shit hit, like the day that Cameron Stewart got called out for being a pedophile, uh, they were like, we, they announced that like they were like redoing the variant cover. They're like, nope, not happening. It's already been solicited, but we're not doing that variant. So they pulled it from the, from the FOC and they replaced it with this Martin Morazzo did a, a variant cover that was, um, it was a spoof on Dr. Seuss. And it's it's, it's so great. Good. It's phenomenal. It looks awesome. It's, it's but then awesome. that that cover is now like speculator hot. So that's why the oh, issue shit. sold out because speculators are trying to like buy up every copy they can of cover A or a cover B. Now I called so, that you, last week. Yeah, you yep. did. You did, Adam. <laughs> I called it. the The variant looks like a, it's like Cat in the Hat. Is what yeah, it looks exactly. Like. It's really good. It's, it's really, really good. Cool it's looking. just a great yeah. cover, and it's like such a shame it that is. people are buying it to try and resell it on eBay for stupid reasons. Because right. you should be buying it to, to read it amazing. and like it's just amazing like yeah i hopped so, on a couple couple weeks a couple months ago i should say with the the alzheimer issue and then i have since bought every trade that was in the store yeah because i exactly. can't, can't. <laughs> it, it hollows my insides out but it's also so good <laughs> i think that's the point that's why you know it's good it's phenomenal <laughs> me on man. the head as it ladles out my my soul my, yeah my like this one jack-o-lantern just like, scrapes you out <laughs> yeah this one especially like the giving tree and dr seuss like that's like how I learned how to read. Like, That's how literally like, everyone learned how to read. Yeah, I know, yeah but like, you're not, I, you're I not alone, Sean. I just feel <laughs> like for giving, yourself. I feel like the Giving Tree. I just read like a lot, like specifically that in that era, like that, those books. Like he threw a Shel Silverstein book in here. I was just like gonna weep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he had done like a light in the attic or something. Yeah, I'm just like, yep, I'm done. Just <laughs> shattered. Just gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna go play in traffic. Goodbye. Yeah, I have to figure out who Next I am as a human ice being cream now. Man, it's the Shell Silverstein issue. No, nope, I'm out. Yep, fuck. Nope. <laughs> anyway, great I book. Just, go buy it. I'm sorry. I just heard a spooky, like, ghost noise in my room, like, just now. Oh, God. <laughs> Something just went, like, like behind call me. The ghost rep- call the ghost repairman. Fuck I'm coming. You. Like straight up, fuck you. This is like not okay. I just, I just pop up with like a wrench. <laughs> he's already there. <laughs> but he's got like he's got like mechanic tools. Is he a, is he a ghost that is a repairman or does he repair ghosts? He repairs correct. ghosts, obviously. It's, okay. it's not clear. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> I'm like still honestly kind of freaked out, you guys. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, go the to ice the cream next man. Goodbye, so Casey. Yeah. When, when we first. When we first moved into this house, I constantly heard a sound that was like that, and I just thought we had a fucking ghost in the house. And it turns out that our freezer has this, like, auto-defrost mode that makes a sound that sounds like someone tapping on the inside of the wall. So, like, yeah, that's... No, that was, this was the tap that was, like, straight up in the room with me. I was gonna say, the ghost and, is in your freezer. And very loud. Like I like I'm honestly there's probably a cat trapped in here and I just don't know where it is. Is this because I said the Z word a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it's all oh, fuck you, dude. There's a there's a there's a I don't know if we did that on the air. Did we talk Zebra? about? We didn't. That was off mic, and I'm not going to say that word. So, uh, well, Adam invoked a uh, elemental off mic last oh, week, God, and so now lost. I have an elemental so haunting lost. my room. Thanks a lot. 
<laughs> All right. Xylophone. Um, Adam or RJ needs to get us out of here. All right. Uh, this is a problem. Usagi Ojimbo number 11. Oh, nice. much That's better. By, by Stan Sakai. Everyone's favorite Stan Sakai. Everyone's favorite Stan, Stan Sakai. Yep, that is Stan the guy Sakai. <laughs> the, the best Stan in comic books. Um, yep, 100%. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so... At least currently. What I, what I love about this run of, uh, of Usagi Ojimbo is it's been this, like, pilgrimage home. Like, he's kind of tying up a bunch of loose ends mm-hmm. and kind of be finally getting at peace. So... In the last issue, he'd, he had passed out in a boat that just floated away. And this issue, we find out he wakes up in the village where he was born. And um, the girl that he used to crush on is the one who found him. This oh, woman. that's nice. Crushed, crushed on hard. Yeah, real hard. <laughs> hard enough to leave and never come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate those kind of crushes where I just have to uproot my whole life. Yeah, he had to go fight in a war well, just to get away from her. I mean, she did marry. His yeah, she was best unavailable. Friend, so. Yeah, I think she was unavailable, and that's why. Yeah, I know. Like what I'm saying, when yeah. I get rejected, I personally yeah. uproot my whole life and you move. just move to another city. Move to. Yeah. I change my name. Delete all my social media. This is your fourth uh, iteration of this. Person exactly. Yeah. Know. <laughs> anyway, Casey's actually just a samurai rabbit. That would but be fucking awesome. He wakes up from a dream about this woman mm-hmm. to find her standing over him, which is kind of wild. Yeah. I'd freak out personally. I don't and know he does. how I would deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get kind of a lot of stuff poured on us. Like um we get a lot of flashbacks to Usagi as a little bunny, which is the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, oh it was God. pretty adorable. I love it. And um, but he finds out that the, this woman he he used to crush on as a kid, uh, married his childhood rival, and they're kind of head of the village now. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Usagi was growing up, his father was head of the village. So it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of hard to swallow pills all at once, I guess. Oh, mm-hmm. and the rival's son is now training with Usagi's mentor. And we find out that his rival's son is actually Usagi's son. What? Forgot about yep. that part. So there's that. And the son is training where Usagi trained instead of where his rival trained. Wait, which is okay, a question. Double How do they the know? Face. I mean, like, I'm sure Usagi it's clear. knows. Usagi knows? Does the, Usagi does the, knows that that's his kid. Does the mom know? I'm yeah, her name's Mariko. Sorry. I'm assuming well, I mean, she knows. One's a rabbit and one's not. Ah, so that's that was no, going to be my question. Is they're both like, rabbits? They're all they're rabbits. both rabbits. Oh. Yeah, they're both they're both rabbits. But I the think ra- the rival's also a rabbit. We're all I rabbits this, here. Yeah, I think this. We're is all rabbits now. His <laughs> and Mariko's kid, because he's like, oh, that's definitely my son. But I guess like the village doesn't know. But yeah, he has a, he has a point a point in like his internal monologue was like, I guess she never told him that their mm-hmm. son is actually our son. Ooh. Like ooh, but yeah, Awkward. he's like he's like it's a good thing he's he's training with my mentor. Like he's kind of like well that's that's all good and well, but yeah, like but it's kind of it's kind of driven some space between Mariko and I forget this other dude's name. Kenji maybe or did I make that Kenichi? up? Kenichi or is that that sounds was right. that the mentor? I'm so bad at names here. No, Kenichi, you're right now. Yeah, his name's Kenichi. See. My problem is that Usagi used to crush on Wolverine's wife, 
And now I can't help but think of a Wolverine and Usagi crossover. Because <laughs> they're both... Because it's both Mariko. Yeah, that's Because it's both Mariko. Dude, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> this is just actually telling Wolverine's origin story through <laughs> bunnies. I mean, he used to be a samurai, so... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I loved the story about him when they went to catch fish. I thought that was adorable. Yeah, where, like, they... Usagi had caught more fish than uh, was it Ken- Kenichi? Kenichi, mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad at these names. You need post-it notes. <laughs> um, you need a crazy board. That's what. Yeah, it is. right. And it, but but Kenichi like tripped him, so he spilled all his fish. So then Kenichi had the most fish. And then uh, Usagi's like underwater for like too long, and he <laughs> pops up with a giant carp that's like bigger yeah. than he is. It's awesome. It's like it looked like a giant goldfish. He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna get rid of my bowl. I'm just gonna get this fucking magical creature that no one knew existed." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he becomes like a legend, and you see his like grizzled dad's like with like sc- like scowling, and then he the next panels he's smiling. It's like, oh, he made it like his dad's proud of him. This is this is a very nice story. This is a cute story. <laughs> Obviously, why Kenichi probably hates him a little bit, but Usagi, you know, it was a nice Usagi moment. Yeah. And then the interaction with the older woman that used to watch them, and she's just clearly deaf and can't hear them. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she just, just does d- whatever she wants. And she just dumps a whole bunch of gossip on him. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> and then at the end, he runs into um, this samurai that he met recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I don't get this whole bit of dialogue here. I think that he knows who killed the Lord and he's trying to track him down and ask Usagi to join him. There it is. Yep. <laughs> we got it. Oh, there. you mean the, the other guy that comes in? Yeah. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I read this like too many days ago. He point. used yeah. to be loyal to Usagi's mentor, but he but now he's the other one. But yeah, he's still loyal he's to him. Right, right. So. So they want to, they're trying to track down who actually, it sounds like they know who killed him ultimately and now they're going to track him down. So uh, that's setting up a few different story points. The, mm-hmm. It looks like the cover for the next issue is, is him and Kenichi uh, clashing swords. So that might be fun. Oh, a good me. samurai battle. What so else yeah. we got? Is it me? I think it's me now. Yeah, what do you got, RJ? I have... Uh, I've got Black Cat 12. Black Cat! Oh. I love Jed it. McKay and CF Villa. Um, this Love book it. continues to be just thrilling. It picks up after, uh, Felicia gets some Iron Man armor, because nice. why not? Yeah, she, uh, she broke into the Nano Forge and got a Black Cat Iron Man suit, and then they start fighting over Manhattan, and it's amazing. Yeah, they start, they start dark fight, dog fighting it out. She does. It's got cat ears. Where they, like, can, never mind. What? I did a whole Thing, and then I realized that this is a podcast and people can't see me. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got cat ears, so you did sounds it. Like, sounds like a clip for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. They, so they start dog fighting, or I guess, I guess cat fighting, but that's a different trope. So <laughs> that's um, where people throw cats at each other, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh. So they're duking it out, and um, Iron Man is wondering how uh, she's not uh, getting crushed by G-Force. She's not murdering herself, by the way she's Because um, 
she uh, Felicia is kind of narrating the whole time, and she's like, "I can't fly better than him, but I can outmaneuver the shit out of him." And she's like just ducking everything, like he can't get a weapon lock at all. And like, and, and, um, and she didn't have time to like do like to like soup up the suit. So yeah, the suit so has her no weapons suit is like all claws. just yeah. <laughs> so she's just all close combat, and um, so she goes up and she like scratches his armor, um, and rips it to shreds, and then um. Oh, when you said scratches his armor, I thought you meant just like damages the paint. She keyed it. No. <laughs> she just, yeah. She just keyed his car. She just, she just keys it. <laughs> no, she, she like just tore wrote it motherfucker on the side of him. <laughs> no, she tore him to literal shreds and then he crashed into like Lower East Side the, or something. There's this great part where he's like, so you're the black cat. Felicia Hardy is like, Jeepers Columbo, what gave me away? I'm only wearing 200 pounds of cat-themed WMD. <laughs> 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 and then they talk about uh, his like, uh, talk about meeting Scroll Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and how weird Scroll Girl is. Yeah, and he's like, and I was like, you wait, you met Scroll Girl? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. She wanted to talk to a cat once. Weird girl. <laughs> so then, um, so, uh, she talks about, like, not, in addition to not, like, making the suit super advanced, she also doesn't have a long time in this. She didn't build, she built it to, like, kind of just be a one go. To joyride. She just wanted to take a joyride. Yeah. So she uh she uses it to bust through uh Adessa's um uh apartment, which is the person who's like the big bad and who they're planning who all the issues have been kind of like leading to the heist of her her place because she's the uh in charge of the Thieves Guild. Um so she busts through her apartment like the Kool-Aid man. Just rips that wall right apart. Oh yeah! And uh, God damn it! And like gets her by the throat, and then um, uh, Iron Man kind of comes in and and intervenes, but um, is it uh, oh so Black Cat goes another time, Odessa, and Odessa goes, I'll count the minutes, and she and Felicia goes, careful with that talk, it's liable to make me fall to pieces. And her arm fall the suit's arm falls off. She was never in the suit the whole time. <laughs> she played played Stark so great. Yeah. Uh she had just built like a like a remote device and she was still in Stark Industries. So she takes the thing that she needs and then breaks the guy out of the holding cell that she tricked into fighting Stark in the first place. Yeah, that was like her distraction to like yeah. to break into Stark. So then she just goes, she goes back and she, she wins because she's the best. I love it. <laughs> All right. Outsmarted, outsmarted Stark five steps ahead. Yep. Um, and then the, it kind of ends with uh, Felicia going, well, we're, we're so close to winning. I don't know what else could go wrong as it cuts to a page of uh, a white cat. It's like black cat, but her outfit is white and she's blonde. And I, I have no idea who the character is, but you know what? I'm I'm all in. <laughs> uh, and then the last page is Black Cat will return in King in Black, which is the Venom Null, Null event. event. So that should be interesting. I have no idea how That's she's going like to play into that. That's also like a ways away. So is this series just over until that comes yeah, out? Yeah, it uh, 
the writer has said on Twitter that they've been they're taking a long break, but as far as he knows, they're not canceled. So okay, oh, very cool. happy. It's one of my favorite ongoings right now. It's so good. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of fun, uh, I've got uh, Giant Size X Men Phantom X. Oh, oh boy. this is a good one. Oh my god! F- it's everyone's so good. favorite. Weird tell- accented thief. Yeah, I was say, can you tell me what the hell this was? <laughs> so I get. Did did we already solve the the question before now? Of is Professor X just borrowing Phantom X's body? Yes, they solved that in an AMA with Hickman, where uh, when Hoxpox was going on before he died in X Force, he was drawn slightly skinnier because he was using Phantom X's body. But then he died and came back, and he has his own now. Yeah, they uh. they resurrected when he died. They resurrected his body to hmm. be actually Professor X again. So, God. so Neat. yes, in the fact that they answered it, but no, in the fact that it was involved in a story and important at all. So, yeah. so this was us just seeing Phantom X not near Professor X and going, okay, fine. Then I guess it wasn't him. Yeah, kind of. Some of it, it yeah. doesn't take place during this time though. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Doesn't. Large portion of it. Most yeah. of it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, most of it does not. And then uh, mostly. Yeah, so so basically we get like a real quick facts. Oh, it's uh sorry, thank you. It's uh Jonathan Hickman and Rod Reese. Uh the art is so good. Like I'm it Rod is Reese is great. quickly becoming one of my favorites. Awesome. I absolutely love him. Um especially for this book in particular, he like nailed it. Um so we get a little quick backstory on Phantom X and the you know, the the um uh, assembly line that is the world, that is like the laboratory in which he was born where they're making mm-hmm. um, mutant sentinel babies to destroy all the mutants. And, uh, and basically, they, 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 every single baby is exactly identical, aside from one chromosome. And then they come across two babies that are precisely identical. They are the same person. So they're just like, all right, well, we got to throw this one away, which that becomes Phantom X. Um, but then we see time dilated you know like it says like a you know decade later we see phantom x fully grown and he's suiting up with the howling commandos with nick fury and the howling commandos like old school howling commandos and uh like dumb dumb dugan yep mm-hmm. and uh he's he's getting them you know to go into the world for him as like a distraction and uh it's amazing he just he just hops on a pterodactyl and gets the fuck out of there he's like thanks for the help fellas they call him they're like why are we working with this pastry chef and he's (laughs) just like just plain white like uh outfit i love how his outfit gets a little bit more complex every time you see him yeah yeah Yeah. so like it's i also like the running joke of no one can tell what nationality he is yeah i think this is the part where they're like what is that belgian it's like i think it's swiss i'm pretty sure it's flemish Flemish is Belgian, you dummy. No, Flemish <laughs> is Dutch. And they just have that whole back and forth with the Helen Commandos. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even acknowledge them. He just ignores the, you know, whatever. And um good shit to do, all right? Yeah, it should do. But it, what he had to do was go back and find his identical twin and who is still like a child. Who's like a ten year old. And he's like, Huh. Oh, you're still that age, huh? That's weird. That's a, that's off putting. And he's like, Do you want to leave? He's like, Not yet. So then we flash forward to 10 years later and he's got the Hellfire Club uh, and he's got Sebastian and they're breaking in and the Sebastian's like, huh, this isn't so bad. Like, this isn't, you know, like, what did you need our help for? And then they find, like, the, like, 
octopus monster and the robot aliens and the like the gorilla in a spacesuit and then just he's like that was it and then he just hauls ass and that uses them and just, he's like good luck getting out <laughs> and then I like that runs it's, off. there's a character you mentioned that the gorilla but it's kind of like the reverse of the uh of the um uh umbrella academy character that's exactly who i thought of mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> it is the it is a polar reverse because it's just well no he's still got like the, the gorilla body but he's just wearing a spacesuit like helmet like like, a, like you don't see his face so it could just be a full gorilla i don't know um but yeah so then then he he encounters this one again and he says like no i've got work to do here like leave me alone i don't i don't want to leave yet but at this point they're like the same age um and so we're, we're getting a little bit more of the uh the way that time is a little wonky inside the world um so then a decade later, he gets this ragtag team of, like, B-list superheroes. I don't even know if these were ever superheroes, or is that the joke? Okay, so... I knew RJ had I, the answer. I looked go. this up, uh-huh. and the only reference to the Yamunganauts I could find was a Scooby-Doo episode, and what? then one character says Zoinks and not Zoinks, so I have no clue if it's an actual reference. <laughs> I don't think it is, but... The fact that one character almost says zoinks freaked me the fuck out. It probably means that he Googled <laughs> it and found the exact same thing that you did and put in a joke for people that were also going to Google it. <laughs> I Maybe? Like that they're called the Humungonauts. That's so I, Yeah, it's a great name. It's also, I, I think it's a direct joke about how like bullshit the 90s was and like how there were Maybe, just so many yeah, throwaway probably. characters and teams and it's just like, I it also, doesn't matter if these people are real, they were used as a distraction to die. There's like, also the line of like, <laughs> I went to the Avengers and I saw a bunch of like fakers and I went to the X-Men and I saw a bunch of fakers and I went to you, you're mm-hmm. the best this generation has to offer. These yep. no-name bullshit whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you're the best this our generation has to offer, and the perfect bait necessary if we're going to pull off this rescue <laughs> mission. And it's like, so we're going in there, and they're like, wait, did you say bait? And then, like, they just get hit with the crazy <laughs> monster. Like, every time they get back to the world, the monsters have escalated into, like, fucking I like that. <laughs> I like that there's, like, the page where everything in the world explodes with, like, the octopus monster, but then, like different groups it's like the same page it's just like oh god the insanity is breaking out again <laughs> yeah uh every time it's gotten worse it's just insane yeah for sure uh but like but this time it had happened before it was like the the front door was where like like previously they were able to get into the world and then everyone's kind of like oh when's mm-hmm. it gonna get crazy and he's like just wait and then the shit hits the fan this one the shit hits the fan before he even got there so, like, mm-hmm. they weren't even ready for how much of the shit was going to hit Finn. And then, like, he's like, huh, that was, usually we get past the front door. And then he's like, I wonder how. And then his twin is just like, I think we're the same. That's how. So he knew he was coming precisely when he was coming. Because um, mm-hmm. they have some kind of bizarre twin connection. But, like, even more bizarre because they were laboratory twins. Um, but then it cuts to, I, fr- I can't remember what's, this was in another comic. I want to say it was New X-Men, but I can't remember what it was in. But, like, there's the scene with Wolverine and Cyclops at the bar, and they're getting hammered, and, and Phantom X. Yeah, that's Morrison stuff. That's what I yeah, thought, the yeah. Out, the outfits match that era. Exactly, yeah. I mean, so Mar- is Morrison the- is the one who... That, that's, like, where he started. That's his That's creation. what I thought. I couldn't remember if, like, you know, because Morrison does that thing where he just pulls random characters out of hats that have existed for 40 years and you never knew about because they were they didn't matter until Morrison started writing about them. 
Um, but yeah, that, so yeah, this is the classic scene from that era. Um, and it gives it a little bit more backstory. So he's like asking for their help to go into the world. Um, and Cyclops and gets drunk and it's great. It's so good. I love it. Well, they, he drugs them. Yep. Oh, <laughs> is that what that was? Like, yeah, he basically says only one of them has a feeling factor, so I'm going to need some Tylenol because the other one doesn't. And then he just falls over. So yeah, I think he drugged them. But Wolverine's like, where are we going? And then he drinks <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then, so then they, they go again, back into yeah. the world again, and his twin has become like an electric god in like a crazy spacesuit i don't really it's it's definitely too far above my head to make sense uh at this point but it's just evolving it's fucking cool yeah it's it's cool looking i'm sure it'll come back and be very important um so then the final version is uh not a decade later less and it's storm (laughs) coming to him and saying like hey uh there's i got some kind of techno virus it's murdering me i'm gonna die we think that the cure is inside the world. So basically it's tied to everything that's happening with the vault and like in, in the giant size X-Men, mm-hmm. uh, Jean Grey and Emma, when they were trying to figure out what was wrong with storm. So she's like, can you take us into the world? And he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, like I could totally do that. And they're like, what, why are you being so nice and helping us? And he's like, normally, no, I would not help you, but uh, I'm working through some stuff. So you know, maybe just this once, you know, I can uh, I can help you guys out. So he wants to go back for his twin, uh, but is going back to help the X Men through, you know, whatever. He's so that's hitching that's, a ride. Yeah, and so that's basically where it ends, and it's and it's gone like full tilt crazy as it's ever been. Um, like like there yeah. is no reality. Like everything is just floating and and yeah, constantly. It's Salvador like, Dali meets yeah, MC Escher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so I like cool. that evolution of him. I like that evolution of him asking people and then him yeah. getting asked and yeah. then Yeah. So, it was really well written interesting. in that way. It wasn't it wasn't just like a like this happens and this happens. This there was it, every single part of it evolved every time. Like the world escalated his his twin got older and evolved the you know like the way he was in, encountering the heroes he needed was es- was yeah. escalating like everything. Yeah. Just super well written, super cool. good art. Uh yeah, I can't wait to phenomenal. see what the hell actually happens with it because every single giant size X Men we've talked about it before just is a is a teaser for some other big storyline that's actually going to happen in X Men proper. Um, well, this one actually tied to another giant size, right? With yes. the Storm yeah. Technovirus thing. Yeah. So hopefully we get that storyline soon, but probably not because Ten of Swords is coming up soon. So who knows? It'll probably yeah, be forty like, issues from now. But I'll I'll I love like it we either may way. Have gotten it. Well, yeah. the last giant size is Storm. <clears throat> Oh, oh true. It? Oh, perfect. I forgot about there that. There we go. Then we'll get it. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe, or it'll just be a different way that it's teasing this storyline. It's just a launching into a new book about solving her virus. Yeah, maybe. Some crazy shit. Ugh. <laughs> Dude, I don't know with X-Men anymore. <laughs> Alright, you guys want us to step into my vault corner? Yes, please. Sure. Tell you about some tell you about some vault books <laughs> all right i'll start with the number one i want to shout out another one but because it's my like consistent favorite but we'll get there so another number one from vault since apparently they're all good so i'm just going to start buying them at this point <laughs> um, it's called vampire the masquerade it's got it's like two stories in it so the first one was written by tim seeley 
uh, and drawn by Dev Malia Pramanik. And the second one was Teeny Howard and Blake Howard, drawn by Nathan Gooden. And oh my, yes, that's Based all. Based off cool. the famous RPG. Yes, which and Sean has also... definitely never played, right? Never. I don't need to. It's fine. Never it's probably fine. heard of. I'm just. I, I. I want to clarify that this is what what the perspective is because I've also never. I read the book, but I have never played the RPG. So. Yeah, I, and it, there's like it, RP, there's like materials that tie into it, so they very clearly were like, we're gonna give this to the people who played it. It's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they just wrote this using the game mechanics. Maybe we dope. talked about that in other like in Die and they stuff may like that, have. So. We were kind of talking about this, I think, with Bleed Them Dry a little bit. Uh, it's about vampires. I'm going to throw that out there in case you guys weren't sure. Um, <laughs> but I like this take on vampires because, again, they're not just all powerful monsters. Like, they, like, it kind of opens up, and she's kind of like a mob enforcer for the vampires. And um, this, the main character is Cecily. And... I just love the idea of a vampire mob and just her just being an enforcer. Also in Minneapolis like, of all places, because they even talk about it. They're like, yeah, of course, there's, of course they exist in They're LA also, uh, and New York, but yeah, we're also in the Twin Cities. You know? You're also in clans and like uh, right. rival gang. But they have been united for years under this one like supreme like princess or something but now there's talks of splitting the two cities and everyone's like we'll just descend into chaos but everyone's getting in their own camps the two cities being minneapolis minneapolis and st paul um but i just kind of like just it's just really like very it's their vampires but it's just a mob story i'm like i am interested in this and i will continue to check this out (laughs) um there's some kind of sad stuff where she visits her sister that has like dementia um but she thinks it's her aunt, but then when she has like well, she, those moments she, of clarity, she's like, You remind me a lot of my sister. Yeah, you know, the, but, the the dementia lady thinks it's her niece. Oh, it's her niece. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But then when um, she's when but, she's in the full throes of dementia, she's she calls her by her real name and is like you know, it's it's kind of the opposite of what most people died. it's it's the opposite of what most people experience when they're like you know, when, when their loved one is going through dementia, it's like, oh, they're going to call me my mom's name or my, my aunt's mm-hmm. name, you know, like a, a, some old elder relative. But like when she's in when she's in that that like mindset, State, yeah. she's actually correct mm-hmm. because the, she, she's a vampire. Because She's a vampire and she's immortal. So yeah. that I thought that was an interesting like we've seen other books yeah. do like dementia stuff. And that one was like, oh, that's a little bit more complicated. And. Um, she has a moment where she contemplates biting her because like she can live forever and mm-hmm. she can be healed and she'll but she'll also be a husk of a human because she's a fucking monster so she like ultimately chooses not to but I, I like that because yeah. that was my first thought I was just like just bite her you idiot you know yeah it sounded like it wouldn't necessarily turn her into like a vampire vampire but like it may have she may have to do something else but yeah turn her into a very... ghoul or something yeah yeah like something that wouldn't be at all well, the main thing was, like, it wouldn't be her sister, and that was ultimately the point. Like, it wouldn't actually be, it wouldn't... It'd be cheating. Create, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't bring her back, I think, yeah. is the vibe that I got. Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> so, the, they end with the first story with this character kind of getting... Seeing this, another person, like, in her territory that's, like, hunting, and she's like, this is my territory. And they kind of have a brawl, but then she kind of notices it's, like, a vampire that may have been turned that doesn't have, like a sire so she's like i'll kind of take you under the way you could stay at my place um we can rest for the night it's fine 
And then once they start sleeping, she like wakes up and is like on top of her with like a spike, or like a wooden spike. And then, but decides to just go to sleep. So I don't know if this is like a plant yeah. from another clan to see if she's loyal, some kind of spy or something. I'm not sure. Then the other story is just, <laughs> it's just like a vampire halfway house. <laughs> and this one, uh, <laughs> I think her name's like uh, Cassandra is just trying to score some blood so they can just kind of have something. But then they, oh, Colleen, sorry. Um, but then she's kind of like gets these orders to kind of go back to the city and kind of be part of this warring faction. But then they got people following her to make sure she's doing what she wants. Her a lot of like I said, very vampire mob boss stuff, there, and I'm 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 intrigued. I don't. There's know the a line where great. she's talking about like uh, they say life sucks and then you die, and they didn't capitalize on the fact that they're vampires, where you die and then you suck. I was yeah. so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but the the second part was basically like, yeah, we're all vampires, but like also like it kind of it kind of blows. Like it's not that great. Yeah, like, you would think that it'd be this like the way that it is in the movies and very regal and whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like now we just have to live longer, shittier lives, and yeah, also like, be involved in lots of crime to do our vampire bidding. You know, right? Yeah, and she seems to be kind of like a. The daywalker situation where she she can go out during the day, so that's interesting. Yeah, um, there's a lot of like cool world building of, of like yeah yeah. It's not they're not like absolutely immortal like or they are, but like there's there's different elements to it that are different. It's, uh, mm-hmm. And the focus wasn't necessarily on the vampire part, which again I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm sure it's going to play a big part as the story progresses because magical beasts and things, but just a classic two cities warring um, over mobs. They just happen to be vampires and monsters and shit. So like, I'm in. And um, other vault, I'm going to shout out just because I love it and I don't care. Money shot number seven. It's great. <laughs> Go buy it. Another Tim Seeley, Sarah Beattie, and oh, who's the, who's the Rebecca oh, Isaacs. God. Rebecca Isaacs. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to say that basically, ultimately, we got introduced to the president in this world who is a plant. We find out basically when this covenant of planets came to offer their offer earth to be part of this new utopia to get this technology. You got a, and as Tim Seeley put on Twitter, he wrote it in December, a very eerily familiar speech about how America should get everything first and fuck everybody (laughs) else. And this is mine. And the aliens basically shocked him. And he made this like screeching sound that later becomes Doug Cox ringtone, which I thought was fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, and then they just leave. They're just like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck, fuck Earth because Americans are the worst. And then like yeah, then you then, see the rest of the United Nations like, no, please come back. Yeah, fuck. We want to be part and of your coalition. Do, we're not like them. Yeah, we're not like this dickhead. <laughs> um, I don't want to like go too far, but but through twists and turns and blackmail and shit, because um, he just. The, this president is just the worst the person. Fucking worst. Um, he basically blackmails his way onto the crew so he can go fuck some aliens. Because <laughs> he just wants to. He just wants to go. I think he said something like, "You guys think you're gonna fuck me? Well, then I'm gonna fuck you." And has an American flag, and he's flipping off aliens. So that's where we're at in this book. I I love it. It's so dumb. Doug Cock again, just being the best. Um. Because at one point they're protesting and he's like, they are like chanting like some like Bible verse. He's like, oh man, is it too late for me to change my name to that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's like Leviticus 25, 18 or something. It's like, oh, I want to change my name to that. But 
it's just the humor. It's just dumb dick jokes, but it's also like this issue had like some pretty non-transparent um, commentary on our current dealings. And like, and yeah, it, like he said, it was written, written eight months written ago. Written eight months ago. So like, yeah. the book was already about an anti-science president who like was just the fucking worst. And then, yeah, he the, almost nailed like an exact speech, which was wild. Like yeah. that's like that was the crazy part. Um, and it's. And again, it right after that, dick jokes. So it's just brilliant <laughs> writing is what I'm saying, is ultimately what I'm getting at. <laughs> That's it. my vault corner. Um, and we're going to talk about another vault book. So we got a big vault week this week. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. It's so good. Um, if, if we're in um, honorable mention corner, I think we need to just briefly mention how good firepower is. Uh uh, Firepower oh number God. two by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. Um, Just a thirty-page samurai fight. Yeah, we, so we, good. we legitimately awesome. thought about putting this as a top story, but there's just twelve pages of silent ninja fighting, and it's fantastic it because he manages to have a whole ninja fight without waking up the kids. And uh, yeah, it, it's just it's fantastic. very Kill Bill. Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, once I saw how many does, ninjas there were, I, lo- I was like, he definitely ate some in his sleep. Yeah, for sure. For, for <laughs> definitely, sure. definitely ate some of those ninjas in the sleep. I love when his wife wakes up. I, because you you weren't sure if he's hidden this from her. His wife knows everything. That's yeah, going I, on, I love I that really we can just skip part. the dumbass. Like you never told me about your past. Yep. Like I, I was like yep. kind of dreading that. And she's just like, mm-hmm. "Are the scorched earth back?" And it's like tight, cool. She's up. Fuck she's yeah, up to yeah. speed. Awesome. Um, but I just love that they're both like she like. She knows he's not this bumbling saw. Like she knows what he like. It's not that like he's not putting a mask on for everybody. Like the woman, he's like, I'm gonna spend my life with you. She knows what's up. I thought that was cool. Like yeah. you said, we skipped that whole bullshit. Exactly. And they're both badass. Yep. And yeah, she comes out with a shotgun and starts trying to fight ninjas too. And she's like, Yeah, I was gonna kill those ninjas. He's like, No, you're gonna kill them. I don't think those were bad guys. I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out it was it was ninjas from his clan trying to convince him to come back in the worst dumbest mm-hmm. way possible. Um, and it finds out that his old master appears to be part of the clan that they are afraid of. Yeah, the that seems earth. to be. Well, yeah. Th- as of right now, the clan—they don't know where. I think his name is like Wei. Um, they don't know where he mm-hmm. is. He's disappeared. The, yes. the master. Um, yep. And then you find out that he's like the very end is they show him with the scorched earth tattoo. So something's mm-hmm. up. It's super cool. The art is incredible. It is. That's dude, Samney. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Like. He's another artist. Like again, if it's an action thing, like I, I don't know if there's much better right now. Who's drawing? Like act- I mean, not so even clear. just action. Like he did a commission of like onslaught the other day, and I was like, onslaught is one of the dumbest looking characters in my opinion. <laughs> and somehow that commission that he did is unbelievably oh, I didn't good. See that? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, ba- back to Casey's looking cool point. is the one thing onslaught has. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but back to Casey's point about the the whole skipping, the whole keeping the secret from his wife. I'm glad they didn't make him a Bruce Wayne who just gaslights all of the women in his life. Yeah, right. right Thank right, you. I'm yeah. so sick of that. Like, just be yeah. open with your partner, for God's sakes. It's not cool that you lie to your partner for an entire but lifetime. Sorry, like Casey. Said, yeah. But what's funny? Sorry, in, you're you formally dated Batman. <laughs> what's, what's funny? What's funny in the original movie series, like the the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher series, he has a love interest in like every one of those movies and every one of those movies he confesses that he's batman to that love interest and one of the things i was saying when i was on bat 
Bat Minute a few weeks ago, you should check that podcast out. They're great. Um, was if I had a deep, dark secret, the last people I would want to know that secret is every woman I've ever dated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it's while you're dating them, it seems like a good idea. It's when you're not sure, dating them sure. anymore that you're like, oh no! Like, oh, I feel like you shit, should. They all know I'm Batman. Shit. I feel like that's one of those things. Just make sure they just like maybe like marry them or like get to that point where you're like, yep, this is this is gonna be the last one. And then yeah, you have to marry them like, so they can't testify against you in the court, and then, and then you can tell them you're this Batman. Is awful. <laughs> <laughs> this book is great. Again, we've talked about this. I'm I'm happy Kirkman fi- found a way to write an Iron Fist book because I and then have Chris Samney draw it because it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, while we're while we're shouting out mentions, oh, all right. Uh, Alien, the original screenplay number one came out last nice. week, and it was nice, fun. It was good. I like it. It's it's from Dark Horse. It'll probably be the last Alien thing that Dark Horse is ever allowed to print because. <laughs> They don't have the rights to it really anymore. Probably, yeah. Didn't 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 Marvel get the yeah. rights to Alien? Marvel owns them now, mm. yeah. But it's super cool. Uh, it's like it's it's very similar to to Alien, obviously, because it's like a first draft screen screenplay. But there's like a little, there's some subtle differences that make it kind of more fun and more intriguing. So I, I can't wait to see where this goes. That's cool. Cool. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I was I was definitely looking forward to it, so I will check that out. And it's not quite so uh, uh, Geiger influenced either. Phallic. So I think you, the word you're looking for is phallic. I think you mean fun. Sure. Funny. <laughs> hey, Casey's just upset because there's that giant uh, alien head in the store that just looks like a huge dick. I mean, I'm not mad about it. All of Geiger's <laughs> art is phallic, and I didn't say it was a problem. I just was God. stating a fact. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I, that was the like one of the first things I really picked up on reading this was like, oh, there's like no Geiger influence in this at all. Neat. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's a little bit. I, there's, yeah. it's slightly, but but it, it's still it's a very interesting thing to see a, a world where like you know Geiger didn't like it's the same as the Jodorowsky's Dune. It's like it's really interesting to see what would have happened if there was a Jodorowsky mm-hmm. Dune. It, but it never happened so like this is the oh, alternate man. world like what if geiger didn't do alien you know i i want that version of dune so oh my badly. god yes yeah absolutely Dude. i could still do three more like honorable mentions i thought this was such a good week. it was such it a was good a week. week we don't have time though are we, moving on are we, we, don't. we don't honorable have time mentions? i know we don't is this what we're happening i guess so we do we we could do regular books i just thought there was a lot of really well i think good books no so i have an honorable mention i'm not oh, let's i'm it. not sure if i'm supposed to do it now or later you could just do whatever do you it. want it matter. there's fine. no rules yeah we're just not... do your quick two Fuck. just do your two second intro yeah <laughs> what what do you when got? do we make rules we don't, <laughs> we don't. It's lawless we don't have a boss this is just you know we're just right, chatting. Well, on, we're just chatting about comics. We're not even recording this. I wanted to talk quickly <laughs> about NK uh, Far Sector by NK Jemison and Jamal Campbell. This is issue Dude, this number book seven. Is, this book's bonkers, bro. So this issue starts with the uh, conclusion of her mech fight and ends with her being Tron. So, what? dude, you fucking that is a phenomenal. I don't even think you could talk. You don't need to say anything more. <laughs> that, that is that a phenomenal sy- synopsis. Yeah, so good. You fucking nailed it, dude. Because I <laughs> yeah. read this issue too, and I was think- I've been kind of keeping up with it. But like, that's an incredible way to summarize. See, I this have issue. not been keeping up with it. I had just fallen off for whatever reason. Probably 
I don't know, coronavirus. But uh yeah, no, RJ was like sending me screenshots of from the last couple because he got up all at once. And I'm just like, well, fuck, no one told me that it got <laughs> so good. good. Like it was good when it started, but I was like, eh, you know, yeah. it's fine. And then like shit. <laughs> she she yeah. finally has to use the ring to fight, and she just fucking makes like a like a trigger like a Gundam thing. Yeah, like it's like a trigger mech, like a Gurren Logan awesome looking mech. Awesome. And I it's love it. like two issues long and it's so good. <laughs> and then at the end of this she gets sucked into the internet. So they're gonna then she becomes like a really like noir detective internet. I was about I to say, it. does she become a freakazoid? Is this how we get freakazoid? <laughs> I was gonna say no, it's, it's just it's like watching reboot. <laughs> There's so many references too to different things. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's a good one. It rocks. And if you like kind of fell off like we did. Definitely yeah. pick it back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to do like a breakdown and when the whole trade comes out and just like, here's 12 issues. Fuck you. <laughs> Slam. It's awesome. I'm sorry I didn't read it while I was coming out. Well, it's like that episode when I dumped 99 issues of uh, Ninja Turtles on everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. you remember that? Right. <laughs> I felt like it burst out of my chest. <laughs> Finally, I could talk about this. Anyway. Anyway, uh, anyway. I've got. Uh, King of Nowhere, number four. Another great book. This by so w. good. Maxwell Another Prince. Maxwell Prince book. Tyler Jenkins and Hillary Jenkins. By Boom Studios. Boom, boom. Boom Studios. This book is fucking crazy. But it's, it's, this issue has made it a little bit less crazy because like. Yeah, we got, we got the reveal. Yeah, I, I, I had thought that this guy just went to bed and woke up in another version of Earth. Well, especially, I I was thinking it was a fever dream because they won't stop talking about how many drugs and how much alcohol this dude does. So it's like, I was definitely thinking he was in his own head and this is like his projection of his own He's just passed down the desert somewhere. (laughs) He does alcohol. Does alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do alcohol, kids. I drank some drugs and did some alcohol. He uh, smokes weed laced with coke. (laughs) <laughs> yes he read that book as a child uh. <laughs> and he did for the rest of his life anyway um so we we finally kind of get this story uh reined in a little bit and like kind of yeah. pulled into reality a, a tiny bit so we find out like through really non-linear storytelling so we keep seeing um the town of nowhere 63 years ago mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and then today so uh, it, yeah, it's, it's it gradually the, the, between. Yeah. It's sixty-four years ago, and then it's gradually that time frame is gradually going forward a little bit. So we're yeah. getting snapshots of what happened at because the beginning it's not of the this town's no Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's filling you in on the last couple of weeks of the main character as well, and then get you to the present. So yeah. it was cool. So gonna kind of bottle this up a little tightly here. Uh, yeah, we find out what had happened is there was this government agency that was testing um like just how much the human body can really handle certain kinds of toxins and radiation on this one town and then it just got to a point where they just turned into animals they all just started mutating and um so they just kind of closed them off from the outside world and have been studying them ever since Mm -hmm. so then we flash back we flash forward to a few weeks ago and some dude who works at this place was just out drinking and confesses everything to this barfly. Yeah, he and was just having a yeah. real bad day and hating his job a lot, and he confided in a total stranger who happened to be the main character. 
Yeah, and, and, and then the main character just kept like everything. not believing him. So he's like, oh, you don't believe me? I'll show you the facility. And then he shows him the facility. And then he's like, so wait, you just did this to these people? He's like, you want to see? It, you I'll, won't. I'll actually. I'll, I'll, bring you, I'll bring you to the town. I'll bring you to the town. So then they're they're driving to the town. And he's like, wait, should you be driving? You had a lot more to drink than I did. And then. And he even, he even says the dumb thing where he's like, no, it's like, you know, you're better at driving after you haven't had like, a few. Like and then darts. just immediately yeah. wrecks the car. Yeah. So he wrecks the car. Um, He panics. Just drunk Twilight Doning Dude. And then just leaves our main character on the side of the road because he didn't know what else to do. <laughs> he's like, oh, he'll just think that he passed out or something. Or, or that he'll just die. Like, he kind of left yeah, him to die. Yeah, he'll just die. Yeah. So <laughs> he he finally has to confess to his boss all of the stuff that he did. His boss is like, all right, well, you're fucking fired. <laughs> and, number one, obviously you're fired. <laughs> and number two, we're going to have to hire this guy, Bob, who just loves to kill people to track down your friend and know where and kill him to make sure yeah, he's no just one the finds fixer. out about this. Yeah. yeah, and like it's it's clearly like I think I compared him to the um the villain in um, No Country for Old Men before because this guy uses a nail Very gun and like vibe. as opposed to the like the cow water machine. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's clearly just like if somebody hired the villain from No Country for Old Men to be a hitman. That's what this character is. Mm-hmm. He just revels yep. in murder. Like he's like, yep, got, I got you, bro. He's kind of like legs. The, he's also kind of like the bounty hunter in Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, totally. A little bit, but like <laughs> more clean cut than that guy. But like has a similar vibe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, the same energy. Book was great. But yeah. So then we, we back onto where where we are now. They're at the fish guy's parents' house. It's their anniversary. Oh. And this guy Bob, this lunatic, just shoots a bunch of nails into the house and ends up killing fish guy's dad. Oh. Poor guy. And oh, I mean, uh, the, the other thing his too dad is, was a bird too. Oh, his dad was a bird too. And the the guy that uh, that left him to die came back to like try to help him, try to warn them. Yeah, yeah he's like, you got to get the fuck out of here because this dude's gonna kill you. And uh, here's exactly what's happening. And he's like, oh, you, okay. See the, the other big one, the other big twist is you find out that one of the kids born in the town didn't have an eye, but the dad like got a third eye, and he has an eye patch. Just like the sheriff, and he seems to be the inside man. Yeah, he's he's the government agency. He's, yeah, he's oh, the uh, right. informant. Yeah, for yeah that's the, the other big one. Government agency. And then the daughter shows up. She's like, uh, "Yeah, some fucked up shit's going on here. Let's go figure it out." Yeah, let's go talk to the sheriff. <laughs> my dad. The one thing I didn't understand was they keep talking about how the the fish has a drinking problem, but I mean, like, yeah, he's a fish. He's gonna die <laughs> if he doesn't. I, I think that's the joke. He, he drinks, drinks like, like a fish. fish. The, the other thing too is they escape on his boat, Fuck, and then the scientist guy was just like, "A fish with a boat. This place is fascinating." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That is a good point. Yep. That's like in SpongeBob when they have like when they have boats. It's like what the when fun? they go fishing in Spon- when they go to the <laughs> beach in yeah. SpongeBob. Yeah, they go jellyfishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love that about SpongeBob. How sometimes they like go out of their way to be like, "Yeah, no, this is underwater," and sometimes they're just like, "Fuck it, there's fire. We don't care." <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? I like the the town that is like just the like the vertical road down. Oh, you mean Kensington? Uh, oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have you been to Kensington? Okay. It is some just geographical that. humor. Yeah, it's some Philly jokes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> very specific so yeah so that's that's king of nowhere number four the kind of fast and simple version but this book is great i love the artwork in this um Mm -hmm. 
and there's like some wild color work because at one point the the guy who grew the third eye sees everything in all different colors and shit. So it's fun. It's a cool book. Yeah, and it, and yeah, I I've sure. really been liking it, and I've been on board the whole time. But it is nice to get it grounded a little bit. Like yeah. it was starting to be like if they yeah. don't explain it, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, um, it was just starting to make me feel like I was on cough medicine. You know, you were you were smoking <laughs> right. weed laced with coke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> We're never going to get past that. Nope. Never. No, that's the joke now. We're going to talk about... <laughs> it's really not funny, but that's the joke we're going to do from now on. What's the title of this episode? <laughs> Just kidding. Our episodes don't have titles. It's fine. <laughs> There's no rules. We're fast no, and loose. Our, epi- yeah. our episode title is It's Really Not Funny, but we'll keep doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's our tagline right. of the show. That's oh, our elevator right, right. pitch. Yeah, RJ. So, I, I, RJ, you got one more before we I go to top stories. Got one more. What do you got? Uh, I have man. the Dreaming Waking Hours number one, the new Sandman universe. Oh God. Book okay. By G. Willow Wilson and Nick Robles. Man, so... I read this sight unseen, and uh, it makes so much more sense as written by G. Willow Wilson. This book was so good, so good. It rocks. Yeah. And uh, cool. so it starts with Lindy. Um, the main character having a dream where she's in this house that is just um, kind it's an of Escher painting. It's, a, Escher, it's an Escher yeah. painting, but if it was wooden. <laughs> um, and it's the, the Stratford house. Uh, so um, she's chasing after her cat and um, she kind of, it kind of talks about how uh, she's like, this is the third week or third time this week she's dreamed of it. And um, she's trying to understand the structure of it. And it, then it zooms out and the house is like, uh, just, it's really cool looking. Yeah. It's got house parts. Every, there's, there's stairs just everywhere. Um, and uh, then the, uh, she wakes up to her baby uh, crying. And um, she talks about how she has an interview or, yeah, interview in the morning. Uh, or an appointment. Um, and she's meeting with her, uh, this, uh, professor, and she's trying to, uh, write her dissertation for her PhD. Yeah, the professor's like criticizing the thesis. Yeah, and she's so the her, worst. Her dissertation is on, <laughs> um, Shakespeare, uh, writing myths, because there's a bunch of actual myths myths of who shakespeare was and people think he you know he wasn't a real person or he was someone else he's like a collective of people or that he was yeah. ripping, or that he was a person but he was ripping off other people or that he was getting help and like didn't credit them yeah. and yeah so the the teacher saying that like she uh she hasn't really uh she's like you know was it uh there's too much projection uh, it's not grounded in objective evidence and she's like it's not it's not about objective evidence it's kind of about what it reveals like how these myths you know what they say about us and um so the the teacher's a real hard ass and not giving her any yeah any she's slack. like i don't want a ted talk i need a fucking dissertation so yeah she's like you it. haven't she's like you haven't uncovered anything original it's like damn god damn dude um so then she uh she goes home and um 
And she's also like, she's asleep. like, I can't pay the rent. Like, I really need to finish yeah. this. And she's like, you, you clearly don't. You, nobody goes into higher education for the money. And it's like, you fucking <laughs> classist bitch. <laughs> so yeah, she gets Damn. home and she she takes a nap and she ends up back at the the house. So now that we know, it's I mean, it's the Stratford house, so it's Stratford upon Avon where uh, Shakespeare was born. And um, so clearly, uh, her thesis and her dissertation or whatever has affected her dreams and she's running through the house and she runs into someone for the first time and he's um and he's like shit shit uh are you a lucid dreamer and um you find out that he's a nightmare and uh you shouldn't be there yeah and his name is uh well their name is rune i don't know Oh, yeah, um, good point. I don't actually know if they have a... Yeah, I don't know what gender they are. Yeah, I don't know either. But anyway... Uh, so, he he's kind of talking to her, and he explains that he's a he's a nightmare, and that and he kind of starts... Um, he's basically like, oh, God, like, you weren't supposed to see me. I was just going to pop in, real, in and out real fast. Oh, God, like, oh, please, yeah, please go away. Yeah, but he also starts turning into, like, a Lovecraft thing where it's, like, just snakes are coming out of him, and he turns into, like, a, like, a, uh, abyssal horror. That, that, um, like, two-page spread of him, like, becoming an, an endless god it was just, like, so well done. Such a good... Yeah. Oh, my God. Because then, like, all the the panel breaks become, like, the tentacles and, like, the snakes, and it's just, it's super well done. Yeah. So then she, uh, so the, the kind of the sight of him turning into a horror wakes her up, and she, and it cuts to the wake up, but Ruin is in the place of her. So they've swapped places, or kind of, but Yeah, she's anyway, stuck in the dream, she's and gone. he's a physical person now. Yeah, she mm, she's gone, gotcha. and uh, Ruin is in charge of the baby. So <laughs> Ruin takes the baby, and um, it flashes back to Lindy, and Lindy's at the actual Stratford house, and she wakes up, and Shakespeare's writing at the desk, and um, then uh, she meets Anne Hathaway, uh, Shakespeare's wife, and she's like guiding. Um, yes, and, Sean, not and, the actress. I saw your face. <laughs> not Dude, not this is Catwoman. A, <laughs> this is a book tied to the Sandman universe. Literally anything could be possible. <laughs> so, just so, gonna throw that but, out there. Yeah, so like Anne Hathaway's kind of helping him write, and uh, because that's also one of the um, one of the myths. Uh, and then this guy comes in, and it's Sheikh Zubair, which is another myth that he was this Arab. Um, and then uh, well, a Kit Marlowe comes in, and who is another playwright, and then that's another myth that he, because he died the same, like within two weeks of Shakespeare being published. Yeah. So people think he faked his faked his death, and then or uh, that or that he did die, and Shakespeare was partially responsible for his murder because it, he died in like really suspicious way. It was like a bar fight or yeah. something, and yeah, like. The Paradise Lost so, looks a little bit suspiciously like uh, Shakespeare, and so everyone's kind of like, eh, maybe he stole right. Kit's like unfinished scripts and finished them, and yeah. Wait, isn't Paradise Lost like Milton? You're right. I'm sorry. Yes. Fuck me. Just don't listen to anything. No, it's I fine. Say. 
No, I just cut that. Adam. Usually don't. We're, usually don't. Listen, no. we're we're gonna talk. We're talking about literature where we're just gonna really show our asses. <laughs> That's why I don't talk about literature. <laughs> yeah, can't be wrong. If we you don't, don't talk about need it. to see Sean's ass. <laughs> anyway, she so she's trapped. So she's like stuck in this house where it's kind of like every person who was ever uh, rumored uh, conspiracy wise to be. Shakespeare, mm. and she's just That's in this house cool. with all of them. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, what did what did you um, call it? Like a like a confederate oh, the council of, of Shakespeare, a council of Shakespeare's. It's like the council of. <laughs> Of uh, Council of Ricks. <laughs> or or, or, or oh, Council of Reeds. Council of Reeds. But yeah. somehow it's a council worse. of Bills. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's all Shakespeare's. But it's no, definitely, it's, it's very Sandman you're, because you're, every you single. You said the best wrong. Every, every single Neil game in Sandman had something to do with Shakespeare in some way or another. It's all Midsummer right, Night exactly. Dream. Like, so then, uh, then it cuts back to Ruin, and Ruin um, is walking down and going to this house where. We meet um, Joe Jophiel, who is an angel, uh, and ruins like I I fucked up. Uh, you got to take this baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, uh, you, you've uh, been right. in the human world longer than I have. Here, figure out what to do with this. I Joe feels I don't know. like Joe feels like better with kids. Have you never heard of Abraham and Isaac or the plague of the firstborn? Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then, not not a great track record with babies. So Ru- Ruin mentions that he chose Lindy because uh, I chose Lindy in first. Yeah, because she lives close to Joe Fuel. So there's obviously something. I think there's something more going on. Maybe Ruin is trying to to contact Joe Fuel about something else. Um, and then the so the last thing that happens is it cuts to uh Lucian in um the is a dreaming like just the dreaming mansion. Yeah, yeah, he's um, just which for people who haven't read Sam he's the librarian of the, the dreaming. Yeah. Uh I'll just go read it. So he's dusting and he notices that there's this chest of nightmares that has been open because ruin. I hate um, it when that happens. And, yeah, and Dream worst. comes in and uh, he says it it wasn't an accident. It uh, it was it was set loose by someone, and that's the last thing that that happens. So pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, there's some um, really cool stuff going on in this book. I'm excited for the rest of it. Also, the art is incredible. The art is so good. Robles, like is- uh, he did um. Euthanauts with Teeny Howard, which is an incredible book, and he's kind of just been one of those artists who uh, was due to blow up any time because he's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, the colorist so. too. Like we we got to shout out the colorist. The I don't have it in front of me now. Um, Matt Lopez. Yeah, that that the color work in yeah. that is incredible. So good. Yeah, there's so many like times where the the panels are like part of the background. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think all these new Sandman universe books I'm just gonna read them in trade because they don't make sense otherwise. <laughs> Confession: I've never read Sandman. Well, it's pretty good. You don't need, um, to. and I feel like it's 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 overburdening to try to jump in 
It's not. So here's the thing. I didn't read it until like right when I started, like I probably five or six. And I think it was like before I was working at the shop, but like right before probably six or seven years ago. It was like a huge gap in my reading knowledge. So I was like, I just need to jump in. I love Neil Gaiman, like actual like books. So I was like, it's stupid that I haven't read his actual like graphic novels. Uh, Super easy read, super quick. And actually holds up. I feel like there's a bunch of books from, like, that time period that, like, people say are classics that were great in the 90s and are not good now, you know? Um, and oh, it's Quick and easy read is the right description. I, I wouldn't know. It's not an easy... It's 75 issues. It's long. It's long, but it's, like, 10 trades or 11 trades now at this point, I think, the way that they've been printing them again. And it's, it's a lot. And it's a lot, but, they, but, they, but they fly through them because they're so good and they're so well-written. So, like... Yeah, you, you, you get pulled in big time but. yeah and it so yeah it, if you've been, if, it, if you've been thinking about it i recommend still pulling the trigger there's it's never too late for that series because it's solid no matter Adam, what. i could just loan it to you and you could put it right on uh, on top of them he-man on the bus or just like read the new stuff because of... it's kind of better than the old stuff so oh hot take <laughs> A lot of it doesn't age well. I mean, I think it all. ages well. I think the the art was all over the place, and some of the art ages well, and some of it does not. I think the writing ages well, like hands down. I but. think the first half was really good, and it tailed off for me towards the end, but it's still good, still worth reading for yeah. sure. All right, well, let's do top stories. Vault corner. Should I go back to the vault corner? Well, we've been waiting to talk about this book for weeks now, so yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we finally get to just get this off our chest. Yeah, we were lucky enough to get an advanced oh. copy from from Justin and and uh, Val so that we could read number four before we interviewed him. And uh, man, is this book good? So good. Do we say finger guns? It's finger guns. It's finger, finger guns. guns finger guns. Four. Yeah, we haven't said it. So <laughs> I like the. So <laughs> we're talking about Empire. No. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I mean, it is issue number four. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, two number fours at the top here. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Look neat. at us. We did that on Not purpose. making things accessible for, accessible for people. <laughs> um, all right, so Finger Runners before basically, the, there's kind of a big, this is kind of the almost a little bit of a crescendo here where our two main characters are kind of. Um, Sadie is trying to figure out what to do about her dad and it's just like, I'm just going to get rid of him and just going to try to set him up so he gets, I guess, arrested, take, taken away from her. Also, if her you haven't, so they if you haven't listened to previous episodes and you haven't read Finger Guns, they can shoot emotions with their finger guns. That's the, yeah. that's the, the plot of well, the Sa- book. Sadie's not, anyway. Sadie's not talking to anyone. Right? At the aquarium. Yeah, but before that, well, before that, she's not in the book, and then she is in the oh, book at the okay. aquarium. Well, no, no, they're they're on the bus, and they're like not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, because her friends are like, "Good luck." Well, yeah, she's in a bad. She's trying to figure out All what right, to do. Alright, it's bad. fine. I was trying. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Felt like it was important. Yeah, she's in a she's in a terrible spot because her dad's an abusive piece of shit. Um, but then they're like, yo, what are we going to do about this? And she's just going to try to set him up so he gets arrested. And, and the, the guy thinks it's a terrible idea, but it still wants to help her, but just doesn't know how it's like, uh, you're going to get hurt. Like there's something yeah, bad. That's is a, that's happen. a really like off the cuff, like dangerous, like, like plan that you have because there is no plan. Right. Like- <laughs> right. And her, her response is just like, well, if you're not going to help, then you're not going to help. Like, fuck you. Like, 
just yeah. kind of cuts him off. Yeah, so he decides no matter either way, he's going to try to help. And he's like, text his dad, like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Like, all right, no problem. But he kind of, he shows up at, he goes to his house and he's going to pop over there. But then they get to, he gets home and like, there's a, like animal controls there with like the guidance counselor and like the dog is just like going crazy. Um, which we kind of find out, I think she tested one of these new rays on the dog, and that's why the dog's going nuts. Yeah, they, t- they tested um, the, like, confidence ray on the dog, yeah. and the dog, like, it was great at the time, and now the dog's, like, losing his shit and, like, going yeah. mad, so Turns out it that's was not a baby's gun. <laughs> and it kind of bit, like, the guidance counselor guy who it's like, oh, you could tell me what's going on. And it cuts back to Sadie trying to enact her plan, which was hiding in the car. And it's going to like zap her when he gets closer to work. And that, as this plan would sound, it just doesn't go her way at all. And this, this um, guidance counselor is like borderline omnipotent. I, I think I actually asked you guys in the Slack channel when I was reading this. I was like, does this guidance <laughs> yeah. counselor have like superpowers? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, because they're like talking inside. And he's like, I don't I shouldn't tell you. But like Sadie, I think Sadie's really in trouble. And then, like, he turns around and, like, the guidance counselor's in the car. It's like, hey, are we going to go or what? <laughs> he just, like, shows up. Eventually, so, the dad sees Sadie in the back of the car, um, crashes the car into the house, and, like, Sadie just, like, they end up hiding in the bathroom. Uh, meanwhile, um, the guidance counselor and her friend are racing over there to try to stop, and he's basically telling her, telling the guidance counselor everything about the magic finger guns or abusive dad. Yeah, everything. he is boldly just letting it all fly. <laughs> and then on the flip side, Sadie's telling her mom everything to kind of like under- explain what's going on so we can kind of like like, I got this mom. Like, I'm going to try to figure this out so we can we can do this. Like, we, so we can save ourselves. Yeah, beans, beans have been spilled. We'll say. <laughs> So eventually, they all get there. Uh, Sadie's mom goes out to try to handle it, and Dad like throws her down the stairs, and she finally like loses it and uses like the confidence ray on herself, and just like kind of snaps and like decides to finally like, no, get the fuck out of the house. You are a coward. You're a piece of shit. Get out of here. And um, the dad like pushes her out the door, and she's trying to. Oh God. <laughs> She's trying to claw back in, and as she's clawing back in, he slams the door, and then there's a full page spread of her finger, fingers, just being, just splurting blood, like, coming at you. Yeah, and yep. then the, the, and it's her, so her good. missing finger is, like, in the foreground. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, we, we talked on the interview in length about how mm-hmm. Val really wants to do horror like like more so like that's the way that he kind of leans like for his art and uh yeah he got to do it this time like it's yeah. a book that you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't expect to get gory but like damn and he seemed to yeah, he uh, was pretty he thrilled to about love this. it yeah i was gonna say he we brought like we kind of hinted at it and like i feel like the whole time he just like had the biggest smile and it's like he's like yeah i did it. <laughs> I they, really let, hope, they let me draw that shit really and it was awesome issue five is just finger gun she lost a finger gun (laughs) we kind of rolled through like to me like when i was reading this the first time um (laughs) it was like super tense yeah um the whole time like this whole thing is like oh my god she's gonna get herself you know it's gonna go bad in every way that it can go bad but you don't know how yet yeah (laughs) yeah and like the like 
they're just trying to help each other and they just don't know how like so he especially because the there's like that like do. they're they're just kids so they're both yeah in incompetent incapable of like um, the emotional intelligence that it takes to actually deal with this stuff so like yeah. he's legitimately trying to help and she is legitimately trying to do the right thing and they're both just like fucking that up because they can't communicate yeah. with each other because kids you know and it's just like right. so frustrating right. yeah <laughs> so frustrating and then like you get this this visceral just like oh my god the only thing keeping her mom and her safe is now on the floor not attached to her body <laughs> right. that is a problem <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I imagine whole, this yeah. is how he gets arrested. Hopefully, so like we'll see. In yeah, issue like maybe five her how plan does work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it does, because like otherwise, holy shit, that's gonna suck. <laughs> but we do get the, a preview of the next issue, which is her hand with a bunch of bandages on it, with the finger looks like it's reattached. So, oh, that would be lucky. But maybe, yeah. Hopefully that means the magic is still there. But maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Not, I don't know, you know how those mechanics work. They never explain some the mechanics of it. Which of yeah. some just regular ass dude who doesn't have magic fingers we don't know oh, she just has a regular ass finger now what what a you can't bummer. go back <laughs> yeah how do you go back to having just normal fingers after that shit yeah um but this issue was great and i i know when we were talking on the interview like they were so excited about this issue in particular and then that page like they especially because really like they excited like they were it. both really worried about people not sticking around for the ride because the people like it was impossible mm -hmm. to like predict where this was going because there's so much like fun and lightheartedness in the first issue and then it just gets darker yeah. and darker and darker and goes in this direction that you really don't see coming um yep. so like if you stuck around for the ride you really got more of a horror comic than you were expecting and that's i love that it, it worked out really well yeah they they did a it fantastic job of like kind of pulling the rug out from under you so and uh yeah Just... they're hoping they could do more too that's like they they you know there is no plan right now but they talk about that on the show too they're like we could we would love to do more so see you know, listen hopefully. to that interview if you haven't yet yeah yeah, it's great. And go buy finger guns mm -hmm. so we can get more finger guns. Mm -hmm. I think that's really both do both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Um they were they were a great they were great to talk to and we're still very happy that they agreed to talk to us. Yeah, solid, <laughs> solid dudes. Um Yeah. 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 So that's our super that's our finger guns number four i'm just glad we finally got to see it like in print. it's off my conscience <laughs> now you know yeah it's great I, I can just talk freely about it it's great spoil it online yeah just yell at everyone yeah <laughs> can you believe that shit happened everybody <laughs> yeah I, I, it, it's it was a lot to put on us because this is our this was the first time we ever got an advanced copy I was like, I don't mm -hmm. want to fuck this up and then never get an advanced copy of something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a big responsibility we're dealing with now. Now you know what it's yeah. like working in a comic book store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's rough. Uh, All right, what's our, our other big one was Empire, right? Empire number four. And, like, there's a bunch of cool stuff in this book, but, like, I think me and RJ especially were both just blown away by, like, some of the big reveals in this issue. Because, like, Empire's been great, but this one, like, big turning point. I feel like there was just like one. Well, there are a couple. Reveal. So, so there's one point where, um, uh, basically, <laughs> Emperor Doric, who is Teddy, uh, says like, "Hey, you know, so um, these uh, the Kree have this uh, just like planet killer. They basically have a, a Death Star, but it's like it's a turning your son into a nuke." So, um, so it's like, we're going to deploy the pyre just in case they can't stop, uh, the Kotati and Wakanda, because like, if they get that, then it's going to kill the galaxy. So it's better to yeah, just kill so, earth. 
instead of the whole galaxy. So like oh, Teddy right. was like real real ready to help the Avengers last issue last issue and then he and he kinda of took a nap and woke up and was like, Alright, let's do a genocide. <laughs> let's do oh. a planetary genocide. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, so then well... so then uh Carol uses the the uh the the universal weapon on him and it's just like yo i want a uh detailed uh analysis is this teddy and the hammer's like yep that's teddy not not a scroll and she's like what the fuck? biologically so huh? then biologically it's a match, biologically it's it? teddy yeah. so yeah so then her and uh then johnny kind of go to arms and um he he uh they start fighting clerk uh who uh uses his irresistible hypnotism, because scrolls just super scrolls just have have powers. Yeah, I always forget about it. He even says like, "You always forget that I have this power." Yeah. It's like, oh, oh yeah, of course I do. <laughs> and then uh, Teddy's like, "Nah, you guys are just gonna get out of here." So he gets his sorceress to teleport Captain Mar- uh, Captain Marvel and yeah. Johnny Storm away. Well, he he basically them tells them to apartment. kill. It's like remove them from the royal command, and then. She uses her magic and oh right, she, yeah. She was clearly also being like, "This is not Teddy, and something is fucked up." So she magics them into Billy and Teddy's apartment, and Billy's just like, "Yo, what's up? What's Bill why are you here? Yeah. What's wrong?" <laughs> so uh, yeah. then, then they explain it to Billy, and he like he like magics his way inside of Captain Marvel's head to see like what they saw, and he's like, "Yeah, no, not fooling me for a fucking second. That's not Teddy. I don't give a shit what you say, what your dumbass hammer said." That is not my husband. Like, yeah, mm-mm. this is grandma. Yep, that's not my husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they got married. Yes. Which we didn't know about. Yes. Oh, I just assumed we knew about that. Nope. That is also a big oh. reveal. They got married. It was like a, like a Because they've been secret... wearing wedding rings. Well, he gave them an engagement ring well, that was they like say a. they say fiance. Yeah. Oh. But and and, and the ring married... that he gives them is like a homing beacon more so than a, than a you know, wedding band. I'm pretty sure that was a big reveal. Maybe not. Yeah, no, no, they weren't married. They weren't married until this issue. Yeah. Uh, And then also, there's this part where Mantis uh, finally goes to go get her son, and she shows up to Koi, and she's like, hey, stop that. Don't be evil. And (laughs) he's like, uh... (laughs) He's like, fuck you, mom. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) nah. And then, oh, uh, She-Hulk is actually a plant. And, yeah, she's uh, dead. She's dead as she's fuck. She's been dead. She's been dead yeah, since she's the been dead since the zero issue. Apparently the Katati can Shit. have their own version of scrolls, which is just planting themselves inside people. Well, which well, yeah, is basically zombie. Was like, it's like zombie yeah. parasite. And we knew that they could do that because they did that with the swordsman. The swordsman is a zombie parasite Kotati uh, in the swordsman's body. No, he's a plant person that has the soul of. Or, yeah, I think the big Comic the big book. thing with that was basically they can <laughs> do that, but they said they don't normally do it because their magicians can't get rid of the pigment that the chlorophyll. Yeah, causes. but so when you know, she they just Hulk shows to up to the moon, a, they're like, "Fuck it, she's already green. Yeah. This is perfect." <laughs> I love that yeah. part. Why don't like, we just steal uh, a well, we have a green guinea pig here. <laughs> yeah, so like that's not really worth it because it turns them green and it's a big giveaway. But if they're already green, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I just love the like the gamma thunderclap she makes and just blows like everyone yeah, away cool. yeah it's uh it's not good that they have a hulk that's not a good no 
That's not a good thing Swordsman, at all. Swordsman's like, we can just use our Hulk now. He's like really excited that they have a Hulk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, yay! Which like, also begs the question, like, where the hell is Bruce Banner? So... She also like grows... She Hulk also grows like plant-like. Yeah, she's uh, creepy. Yeah. It's a really good character design. Yeah. Thing. It's cool. Also, it, um, did they get married during the... um Like back to that change of the subject. Did they get married during like the hour that they had like... I think they so. must have. Yeah, because it, says, it literally says, like, walk-ins, welcome. And then, like, so they went to Vegas to get married, and they have, like, all the young Avengers there behind them, but, like, clearly no yeah, one was prepared yeah, for this. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that, makes, that makes the most yeah. sense. But, yeah, so very, yeah, so he's very clearly been replaced by his grandma, right? That was revealed in the last issue. Like, that's clearly who that is, right? Uh, or it's one of about, the many, many, many magicians, like, mind. Oh. Like, yeah, I don't know about, like. Him. But she wants to take her, over anyway. I mean, she might be. It might be. Or, I don't think it is yeah. because uh, the, the hammer like, don't lie. The hammer said it's not. Yeah, it's exactly. Teddy, so it's right. I, clearly, I think it's more magic. It's mind control. Somebody's mind controlling him. Because they're yeah, I mean, well, that's like, who's mind controlling him then. Scroll magic and stuff. And yeah, and not. and Billy says that he's like, I know magic when I see it. That ain't Teddy. I don't care what your hammer says. Yeah, sorry, I don't understand scroll magic that way. Yeah, well. she's like, she's, she's like, it verified his identity, <laughs> when, Wiccan, on a at a genetic level, and he's like, yeah, and that proves Buckus. <laughs> they yeah, fooled the like, tech, yeah, I don't give a fuck. which means that you fool the royal, royal guard, uh, but it can't fool you, right? Because it sure can't fool me. I know Teddy better than anyone else, and that guy is not my husband. <laughs> we also have a have a short two pages of Tony Stark kind of just losing his shit because he can't do anything. It feels like he's useless, and he's building. Well, he doesn't understand what's happening, armor, which is yeah. kind of cool, actually. That's kind yeah, of my pretty, favorite Tony Stark trope: is him just like, "Well, I can't just math and science my way out of this." He he literally <laughs> says the line, "I think in suits," which yeah. is yeah. great. Yeah, because Reed yeah, is like, Reed's says, like, yeah. do you really think now is a good time to be building a suit? Like, we got bigger priorities here, bud. And he's like, this is all I do. I think it suits. He's like, this is my process. <laughs> I can't do anything else. Yeah. Two issues of them talking about Thor going off onto like a quest, which is yeah, like like the movies, but also I think it's because of the the Thor Empire series that got canceled. So okay, I was gonna say pretty, I feel like I'm missing a very key comic book. Yeah, like, they keep talking about Thor doing this. Yeah, that's Thor the book quest, that they should I'm, not have canceled because it is very crucial to whatever. It seems and to it be an Rom integral part of this writing it. So, Rom V was, was writing, writing it. Okay. Oh it's dang, gonna, that would have been so good. I remember dope. that. I remember hearing that Thor was being written by by Rom V and like really wishing that would happen, and then now it's not. Fuck Marvel. And we and we have <laughs> Black Panther. We have just we have black a uh, a huge splash page of Black Panther fighting Katati and holding the line, and he's got Teddy's sword. So it was like, was his plan mm -hmm. literally to just like charge and like man to man it? It seems that way so far. I mean, that's kind of dope, but it's also just funny because like Captain Marvel had like a whole you know a whole thing where she was gonna Get disperse plan, the energy. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Black Panther's like, I have a plan. I need the sword. It's, well, it's just me good... with the sword. That's the plan. <laughs> good. Well, now we know that Teddy got taken sword. over. It's probably good. Uh, it's probably good that he doesn't have the yeah, sword. Yeah, well, especially right because yeah, like, probably it just proves even more so that it was that it's not him because in that he issue he's like, back. if this yeah. means sacrificing one single person on purpose, I'm not right. gonna fucking do it. And now he's talking about sacrificing an entire planet like no fuck you that's not teddy it's stupid 
But I like that there's not going to be like multiple issues of anyone being fooled by it. It's just like it's just now a, we're now we're dealing with it. I mean, yeah. if it is, it's just a rough nap to wake up and want to do a genocide. So <laughs> like, I hate really waking up, up and just being space bed. Hitler all of a sudden. That's the worst. <laughs> And I honestly don't even think anyone's fooled. The only like the scrolls are just like fuck yeah, let's go along with it. Who cares? You you've done it before, and like all the other people who are like kind of on like the Avenger type side are like, the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What? what, Who are you? Literally, yeah. (laughs) So it's like the people who want to like do that anyway to get what they want. They're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, finally. Yeah. Everyone else is like, what the hell's wrong with you? Finally, talking some sense there, Ted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's just I. It, this has been cool. I kind of like the idea of event just coming out every week, so I don't have to like. I could just kind of keep reading it and not get confused. It's <laughs> the opposite of how Adam normally yeah. feels I, about I'm events. I'm just. I, I'm like. Adam I'm not going to get burned by another summer long. But Marvel it's so event. good. It's so fucking good. They say that all the time. I do. I kind of do say that. I say that all the time until about issue four or five. And then I'm like, ah, it started out really good. And then it got kind of shitty. This one has stayed good probably because it's a weekly event. So yeah, it's just, I just remember everyone telling me how great Secret Wars was. And it wasn't. It's because they're wrong. It was if you read all of the, the five years of Avengers leading up to Secret Wars was incredible. <laughs> and even then it's like, fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like very anticlimactic. Well, it, after, it feels like, like somebody some over edited Hickman. Shit. Like Hickman had a Didn't plan, take, and like, then they're like, "Make it fit in nine issues," and he's like, "What the? How fuck? long did it take? No, it was supposed to be like eight no, issues. It was right? to, I think it was supposed to be issue? six or something. And then like it was, it was like it was they like issue some. one of six, two of six, three of six, five of eight, six. Of, it's <laughs> like wait, hold on, six of nine. It's <laughs> yeah. like oh, it's multiplying. They just kept changing their minds as to how many issues it was. Yeah, no, that's. That's a yeah. victim of like bad editing. That yeah. was a good book that got destroyed by executives, like mm-hmm. straight up. Like, don't tell me Hickman writes a bad book. I refuse. I, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> that's why. That's why he's doing such a great job on X Men because they're just like letting. They're just him letting him have he's the, not the fucking charge key. Do whatever you want. Yeah, they're just like crash the car. We don't give a shit. Here's the keys. Like it's all yours, son. Yeah. No one's no, no one's driving this shit anyway. So just do whatever you want. He comes yeah, back just, just holding a steering wheel, like. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Does this work? <laughs> Where does this go? <laughs> I always love that. That's such a great classic joke. Can I borrow your car? They're just handing him a steering wheel when you get back. <laughs> uh, okay, we did it. We made it through. Right, we did. We, we got shit. through. Or last week, I should say. So, well, yeah, speaking of uh, this week, what's out this week? I think it's. I think it's a big X week. Um, it is. There's uh, X Force Marauders of course it is. and Empire X Men Three. Yeah, so good. Yay. We didn't even talk about Empire X-Men 2, where we find out that Angel's a himbo. That's really the takeaway. And that <laughs> Shadow week. King Farouk is on Krakoa. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good news. Uh, but, uh, Empire anyway. number five. I saw a tweet uh, earlier yeah. today that was just Usagi yo himbo, and I laughed for about 25 minutes. Oh my minutes. god. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, something is killing the children. Adventure Man Three, Alienated Five. Ooh. Oh. Books we always talk about. Okay. Um, this is a, a book called Big Girls that looks really good. Uh, that's a new image book. Yeah, right? I'm into that. I'm I'm in. Alienated Number Five. I think that's the it's last. It's like a greatest hits episode next week. Billionaire yeah. Island. Great to hate capitalism oh, with me. Num- 
<laughs> a new boom number one seven secrets oh yeah Taylor. that's a big one that's like top story material just from everything that i've heard it's, it seems like it's gonna be amazing oh, join the future me and rj can geek yeah. out about join the future yep yep more empire obviously lots of empire holy crap yeah a lot of empire books coming out. undone by blood number five uh, That's the last Hawkeye one Freefall probably, right? coming back into print. That'll be Ooh, cool. Hawkeye. Yeah, that sounds like everything. It looks like, but good week for us. Like you, like you were saying, now it sounds like a greatest hits for yeah, us. Yeah, I love those weeks <laughs> where it's just like, here's just fifteen books that we've already told you we really love. You know. Yeah. And Marau- yeah, Marauders finally be back. That's like probably. My favorite X book of this whole thing, so I'm excited that Marauders. I think is my favorite we, book that I've read over this last year. Like it's yeah, it's really good. Get to figure out what the hell's going on with Kitty. Kate. Kate. God damn it! Yep, that's a <laughs> that's a quarter in the don't a, jar. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Love we'll it. Get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what's going on with that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's this week. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. I know, man. This was this was uh we covered more books than we usually do this week. This is a lot. We covered a lot, guys. And we somehow still managed week. to get out of this in time. This is And we also yeah. shouted an hour beforehand before yeah. recording. <laughs> We're doing a lot of this. A lot of talking. Yeah, I came to, I went downstairs to get like a glass of water before we started recording and Rachel was like, Have you not started yet? <laughs> <laughs> No, we have not. Whoops. So, <laughs> oopsie. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for for last week's comics and this week's comics. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um, also, uh, go check out TMNT Minute. Uh, a shameless self promotion here. We've been putting <laughs> out uh this this fun show. We've been uh recording ourselves playing the original Palladium RPG. And we're releasing them as episodes. We're also doing artwork for every episode, which has been a whole lot of work. Uh, some artwork by yours truly. I did some of the ink and color on this, and I'm very proud of, of the work we've done. So, yeah, uh, hop on over to TMNT Minute and check that stuff out. Um, yeah, also, uh, uh, support us on our Patreon. Go to duelinggenre.com slash support and uh, give us some of your hard-earned money. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Please support your local comic shop any way you can. Uh, Get out there, buy some comics, wear a mask, and uh, we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Shortbox. Goodbye.